Yo, 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 what's up, Sooner fans? This is your host from the Prairie back home, Jeremiah Hall, formerly number 27 on the field, but always number one in your hearts. Here with me today, you know who it is, my right-hand man, number nine on the field, the Braden White Room Willie Willis. And this is the podcast on the Prairie. Braden. Jay. What's up, my boy? Let's get my guy. What's it's going a, on? It's a feel good type of weekend, ladies and gentlemen. It is Sunday evening. Me and Braden are recording right now. The sun's setting on the East Coast around 6 12. It's getting low. It's about 78 degrees outside, a little warm for this time of day. And the Sooners came away with a W in Lincoln, Nebraska. It's a feel good Sunday, man. I cannot complain. I can't there you complain. go. Hey, man. I don't me know neither. about you. Me neither. I can't complain either, man. All right, y'all. You guys know all about our presenting sponsor, Plainview Legal Group, by now. They are just like you and I, diehard Sooners who every Saturday focus solely on Oklahoma football. Sooner Nation, however, Monday through Friday, they have another singular focus, and that's protecting the property rights of the people of Oklahoma. If you're contacted by the Oklahoma Turnpike Authority, please know you have rights. I'm going to be honest. I don't know anything about property rights, but if the Turnpike Authority reached out to me, I'd have no idea what to do. But thankfully, Plainview Legal Group knows exactly what to do. They are property rights experts who fight tirelessly for their clients. Trust me, you want Haley and Travis Dennis on your side. If you're interested in the support of Plainview Legal, go to their website at www.plainviewlegal.com. Give them a call at 405-310-0183. Or email them at info at plainviewlegal.com. From there, you can schedule a free consultation. So shout out Plainview Legal. Please see the show notes for disclaimer information. You were saying you got some some good sleep last night after that game, huh? Yeah, man. Slept in yeah. a little bit late. You know what I'm saying? I was tired, you know. Mm-hmm. My family has come back from uh, Lincoln, so they got back today. But yeah. usually I'll be early up early in the morning doing brunch with them, but I got to sleep in a little bit today. No family. Yeah. Missed the brunch, but no, you know, so I got to get some of the sleep in and mm-hmm. I also don't have a car, so that you know oh, kinda yeah, that right. uh yeah. limits me a little bit. But mm-hmm. hopefully tomorrow I'll have a rental. And then uh we'll see what happens after that. We might have something shaking up a little bit. We'll see what happens after that. Yeah. Okay. Well, any good uh, any good quarterback should always have time to rest our arm on Sundays, you know. Yeah, got to get that thing hey, oiled up for the next week. You know, just rest and recover, man. A little ice. You know what? I think you're adding to the resume for somebody that listens to our podcast to go and get you a car. Like, I don't know what else you can do. Ladies and gentlemen, he's catching touchdowns. He's blocking five people on the play. And now he's throwing he's throwing touchdowns. Like what what is there left to say? Honestly, I I I don't know. I I'll probably never hear it down. I I'll never hear it again from you cuz ladies and gentlemen, Braden used to always say I used to play quarterback. Da 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 da. da. And I used to be like Hey, I'd be like, you know, 
nah, like, ain't no way, bro. Like, you ain't showing me the film? Like, I don't believe it. <laughs> I, I told <laughs> you there's a film out there. The crazy thing is, uh, I told you there is a quarterback film out there. There's a, like, eight-minute, eight to ten-minute highlight film from high school of me playing uh-huh. quarterback. So I'm t- I tried to tell you, man. And all these years of Joe John here now, I guess he finally got sick and probably was like, all right, man, like, <laughs> let's – you know, actually, interesting story behind it all was that yeah, we did it in fall camp, I think. And first time we did it, like, I think during a walkthrough, it was good. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay, be well. And then we did it in practice. And yeah. it was a good throw, but I waited too long. And I'm going to tell you exactly mm-hmm. what happened. So I caught the ball. And our, whoever it was, I think our safety, like Key or something like that, was kind of like on the edge of coming or not coming, right? Yeah. And so, like, I was like, I took, like, a step to kind of, like, try to bring them down. And when they finally passed, EG was running. And so I'm like, okay, let me put it on. I threw a ball, and it was right. It would have hit him right in the breadbasket, right? But then mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mies comes from the backside, Damon Harmon, for everybody who don't know. That's his nickname. But he comes over, and he comes over, and he breaks it up, right? And so then they're like, oh, no, you can't do that no more. Bro, that was a great pass. The timing is just off. The arm talent's there. The timing was just off, okay? Like, like, you know, I haven't got a chance to throw with my receivers. Give me a break, okay? Like, the time, the arm (laughs) talent's there. So then we do it again. So then they Uh put it in this week, right? And so same thing. Walk through, goes good. I think we run it one time in a team setting. But, like, with scouts, you know what I'm saying? It went well. And then we go and we run it versus our defense, right? And yeah. the whole the defense, the whole defense is back there. And I throw an interception. And I was like, oh, oh man. Oh, gosh. I saw this, this. It's out of there, man. The, the thing is out of there. I tried, to, I, tried to, <laughs> I tried to thread the needle. There was, like, three guys back there. I probably should have ran it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, no, this is my time. I got to show left that I got the yeah. arm talent. So I tried yeah. to thread the needle. It barely missed EG's hands, and it went into, uh, I think, uh, Justin Harris, he caught the pick. I was like, oh, yeah, man, this, this this thing is done. And then I think uh, I think my roommate, Michael, was like, you don't got to worry about throwing it no more because they're about to take that out. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess so. I was like, okay, I'll just deal with my losses. It was on the game. It was on the script. And then, you know what I'm saying? We ran our little, our little series, and we ran the play. And it was wide open from the jump, you know what I'm saying? So, so you weren't you weren't expecting the play to be called. I really didn't think it was gonna be called, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Well I thought I, I thought bet it was you, gonna be I thought I was fine. I can bet you all the money that I have in the bank that our old offense would not have called that if that would have happened in practice. Well, here's the thing. Okay, I also forgot this detail. After the fall camp the like two weeks ago, we had yeah. like throwing tryouts, right? Because I was like, dang, I got fired on my day off. Like, they're like, yeah, we're going to have throwing tryouts. But they're like, he let me, he let me, he let me in there. He's like, we will, da 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 da. Go over there and try out. Well, I was tossing that thing during the throwing tryouts too. I'm, <clears throat> oh, yeah, it's oh, on the money. Gosh. So I won, I won my position back, right? I had a position battle. Uh-huh. I won my position back. It got the job done, man. I, I mean, to be fair, I probably have the best quarterback rating in the country. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm one for one. <laughs> One for one on touchdowns. 160. Six, no, 631 or something like that. It's what? up there. Go look at it. Oh, I, I forgot the – there's no cap on the college QBR, huh? Mm-mm. 
Oh, uh, let's see, okay. Let's see, let's see. Okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah. I'll go look at it. Or here, you can pull it up. Ah, uh, okay. Maybe, uh, maybe from somewhere else. But yeah, it's a hundred. Yeah, I guess okay. it is. It does have a cap? I saw some of uh, those from another uh, source, and it said something else. So, but yeah, hey man, glad, you know, I'm glad um, it went well, bro. Because I had, I had no idea about it, and then all of a sudden, my phone just starts blowing. Up like the the fans, my mom, Alex texts me. Oh, uh, my dad is calling me. Like I'm like, yo, this thing is super hot. <laughs> like, what is going on? Because I I wasn't I was I wasn't watching the game. You know, I was down there in South Carolina. But um, I'm glad it all went well, bro. Because I appreciate it. Man. I, I'm low key jealous. I'm, I'm jealous. I'm not even gonna lie. You want to throw a pass? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just senior season. Like, out, you know. <laughs> 631.60 rating. I knew I wasn't just pulling that out of nowhere. My boy pulled out the receipts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say I will I will never ever well, I'm not gonna say never, but that is the last time for a while that I spend my Saturday watching a team about <laughs> that yeah. much while Brady Willis is dropping bombs. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. My weekend was uh, well, wait, what were you about to say? My bad. I saw that when we were playing. I saw it on the scoreboard, and I was like, "Oh, wow! All right, <laughs> that's rough." Yeah, bro. It was. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't pay attention much to the game, so I'm sorry, Stog and Spencer. If you guys happen to be listening to the podcast, but it it, it was it was a fun weekend. I'll, I'll sum it up, right? So, on the way there, one, I saw somebody for the first time in my life. They had a donut on and was actually driving the speed limit. So they held up traffic for about three miles, and that took me about 15 minutes to go. Because, you know, when you bust a tire and hmm. uh, you put on a donut and it's a little small one. Over 55, yeah, they yeah, were actually I, I, about I, it. I, I, yeah, I'm not about that life. So bro was actually going about 45, 50, and the speed hmm. limit was 65. So, um yeah, that was that was side note, by the way. But um Bima hooked it up, bro. I freaking love that man. He... Had me meet up with his wife. I parked right next to the stadium when people were walking miles, and I mean miles, to get to the stadium. And um, I got sideline tickets. I got the whole nine. And um, I was in the suite with his with his wife and his family and Frank. Um, I thought that was really cool because, you know, I, me and you, I I think you – I don't know if we've met Frank before, but I've talked, yeah, I've met Frank talked about him so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, we've yeah. met Frank before, so – my friend, they, I had two friends come with me, and one of them was just like, man, that's Frank Beamer. And I'm like, yeah, that's uh, Shane's coach. I mean, Shane's dad. <laughs> and he looks at me like I'm crazy, and I'm just like, I guess I'm immune to stuff like that. Cause, uh, yeah, it's um, pretty cool, though. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty so, cool. It's, it just kind of shows you how, like, spoiled we are in a sense, yeah, I guess. No, but. We're low-key spoiled. I was, texting, I was texting Emily, his wife, on the way there. I was, like, driving, and um, it took me – 20 minutes to go two miles because there was so much traffic mm-hmm. and um she was like i bet you missed that police escort right about now and i was like <laughs> yeah i miss being spoiled like no i don't doubt. like this normal stuff <laughs> no doubt <laughs> like no this doubt. is this is this is not it bro but um, oh I, I had a good time um funny thing i lost my keys bro i lost my keys before the game and looked for them for 40 minutes um mm-hmm. i can rant about that for another half hour but uh i had a good time um i appreciate beamer love his family and uh i'm rooting for him man i hope 
I hope a game like that doesn't happen again this year because that was demoralizing. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, this they hey, tough, tough Georgia team, yeah. man. Yeah, Georgia's cold. I'll admit it. <laughs> Around the world in college football, my uh, my upset pick was close. It was close. I thought they were going to do it for a little bit, but I forgot to give my upset pick. And my upset pick for the week was Washington over Michigan State. And it actually happened. I forgot to say it. So people ah. probably be like, yeah, yeah, right. But the reason why I say that is because I saw Washington play Kent State. And when mm. I watched them play Kent State, they actually looked really good. And I was like, this Washington team looks like they're going to be, you know, pretty solid this year. Got a good quarterback, good receivers, man. They could run the ball, you know what I'm saying? So uh, that was that was my upset pick, and they got it done. So Did you see a Houston fight on the sideline? I did. I did. I was wondering. I actually, first off, let's talk about Kansas for a little bit. Kansas 3-0. Oh, that Kansas is 3-0. That bypassed me. They look, they look decent. They look pretty good. So, you know, shout out to them oh. KU boys. They Apparently, they got a good running back, I think. Yeah. I, I saw some, you know, some tweets about it. And then uh, then I heard that there was some other tweets talking about some, like, uh, college football world can't handle Kansas being good. And, <laughs> like, it was a video of the fight. And I was like, yo, I said, they had these boys flustered. Like, hey, yeah. you, they had UH flustered, man. Like, it was crazy. They were there scrapping it out on the sideline. Bro, I knew something. I didn't see the initial, I didn't see the fight at the beginning. I just saw the sidelines. And when, I mean, not the not the sidelines, I saw the highlights. So when I saw a dude, you know, walking over all mugged up, I'm like, who is he looking at like that? Then I saw the push and then the punch. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> In the on live television too, mm. bro. Gonna be in the transfer portal within the next two weeks. <laughs> was uh, Coach Hogerson? Is that a West B? Or he was at West B? Now it's at Houston. Yeah, somebody has a decision to be made, man. Because that's very disrespectful. Like, oh my goodness, on national TV, on national, it's just not. Ooh. It's just not good at all. AJ, what comes to mind when you think about words like escrow, mortgage, PMI, and appraisals? Well, uh, I, I know exactly what they mean, but we'll, we'll talk about it later. Uh, I'm just not going to tell you right now. <laughs> yeah, sure you do. Yeah, well, you know who definitely knows all about those things? Fill in the lean web at the Web Properties Group. When you work with the Web Properties Group, they will answer your questions and help you find the right home that fits your needs and that is in your budget. Please call the Web Properties Group right now at 405-322-5632 and request a copy of Cracking the Home Buying Code. And once you've done that, hit up our guy, Matt McDaniel, at the McDaniel Mortgage Group. You need to know you're approved for a home loan before you work with Web Properties Group to present an offer to a seller. That's where Matt comes in. You can reach Matt at 214-435-1988 or head on over to www.appwithmatt.com. That is Matt with two T's. Not that I think anybody would spell it with one. Thank you to this elite real estate slash mortgage team who has had your real estate success at heart. All right, back to the show. Let's get back to the Sooners because I'm sure everybody wants to hear about your touchdown thrown <laughs> all over again. But but anyways, well, let's, hold on. Let's, let's take it from the beginning, right? The end zone. I mean, not the end zone, the atmosphere. The atmosphere. 
the atmosphere looked pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm low-key jealous. Like, I wish I could have played there because it looked packed. Oh, yeah, man. Was it loud? Like, how loud was it? It was loud. It was probably... I figured. It was... That's definitely up there, bro. It's got to be top three for me. I don't think anything will ever be as loud as uh, OU Texas last year when we had that game-winning touchdown. That was the loudest thing I've ever experience that was ridiculous but it was it was up there though it was loud the first the first drive we got a three and out it was live it was loud and then they got uh super loud when they went down and scored after that like it was extremely mm-hmm. loud and we were looking at each other like yo <laughs> like Bro. okay that's pretty cool but man their stadium is real cool man the atmosphere was amazing you know they got you know shout out to their fans their fans are really friendly good people uh mm-hmm. And then the, the stadium is real cool. It's like an NFL stadium. It's built up instead of out, you know? So it's all built up, and it's like uh, the fans are kind of like on top of you. And it's mm-hmm. just a really cool atmosphere, dude. Like, I, I just – I'm glad I got that experience, you know? Yeah. So you said they scored on the first – they scored first. Yeah, we got the ball first. We had a – not a three and out, but, you know, mm-hmm. we had a couple plays. Then we had a uh, – we didn't get a third down conversion. Ended up having a punt. They got the ball, and then they went down the field pretty, so pretty smoothly. You guys, I know you probably, you know, didn't feel flustered or anything, but in terms of the overall vibe of the team, was there any type of hesitation felt, or it was just like, F it, like, let's move on type of deal? Nah, man. We looked yeah. at that and it just was like, good. You know what I'm saying? Adversity, you know, that Jocko mm-hmm. thing, good. We list, We literally listen to that every single day. You know, I was like, not every single day. That's an exaggeration, but a lot. And every time coach says it, we're like, good, you know, every, the whole team. So team didn't flinch at all and get nervous. Uh, you know, we, we look, I say, man, it's football. You, you know, when you're yeah. going to get somebody and, you know, someone has a whole game plan, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, a whole week to game plan against you. They just lost their coach, man. They have nothing to lose. You know what I'm saying? They're going to come out and play inspired for their new, you know, interim coach, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's football. You know, it happens. Like, I can't say that we're going to, every game, going to start out and, you know, be, you know, three drives, three touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? But right. I can't say that every game we're not going to score on the first one. We probably score most of the uh, no first drives of our um, season. So, you know, it's football. Stuff happens, but – you know, that's the adversity we're talking about, you know. So, um, got a little adversity at the beginning because they went, you know, like I said, we got a little bit of, we got a little bit of momentum on the run game, like about 20 mm-hmm. yards. And then they started shutting us down. They had some good plays by them. We didn't convert a third down. We had pressure in DG's face and the ball yeah. was a little bit high or else we probably would have converted. But uh, uh, then, What'd you, you know, think about their that, D-line? What'd you think about the D-line since? You guys allow some pressure at the beginning, or are they talented? What was that like? Solid. They were just bringing some pressure. You know, they're bringing yeah. outside pressure. They, they're you know, they're bringing fist and field and all that other stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, just just bringing you know, just like I said, they're trying some stuff. They came out in a whole different uh, front than we thought they were going to come out in. When we were playing eleven personnel, they're supposed to be in four, four down, right? They even, but uh, we got we got out there and they're playing odd. You know, so but we yeah. expected them to play odd when, when we uh, 
did 12 personnel. So we had a lot of 12 personnel stuff and a lot of stuff to combat that, you know, so. Yeah. Typically in those situations, you just never know what you're going to get. And right. by that, I mean, specifically, you know, they lose their head coach. Now somebody gets to step in, call what they want to call without repercussions, you know. Um, so um, it's it's nice to hear that you guys adjusted to the adversity that you faced because I don't think people understand that it, it's very easy to change that entire first course of the game. You know, they, they score and then um, you guys lose momentum and then second drive, you know, something bad happens. And that, that, that one drive changes the trajectory of the entire game because momentum, momentum is, is, is real. I promise you. And, when you're on the field, you feel it. Like you don't, <laughs> you don't, you don't hear the commentators talking on the field. You don't hear right. the fans. You know, all all you hear is your coach's mouth and your internal thoughts. So mm-hmm. it's cool to hear you uh, hear you talk about the the faith you have in your guys. Um, and one of the highlights I saw, I saw DG take a sixty yard tutty to the crib on the on the ground. Mm-hmm. Got wheels, huh? Yeah, he just started the offense for us, man. You know, uh, yeah. needed that. Great play design by Lev. Uh, you know, and great effort down the field to finish that off, man. The receivers blocking down field was great. Great effort by him to stay in bounds and, you know, continue to, you know, run and make it all the way down there. And that really jump-started us, you know. And, I, you know, in speaking on, you know, what we were talking about just a second ago, I was telling my parents yesterday – or not yesterday, Friday night – at the hotel, I was telling them, um, like this team that we're playing last year, you know, the last and the last two seasons, like 13 out of their last, like 18 or 20 games or something like that, they lost to people by, you know, a total of less than seven points, less than a touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. Some really mm-hmm. good teams in there as well. So we know they're going to play hard. We know they're going to fight and they got talented players. Maybe they're just not, you know, doing some things right internally. Who knows? But at the end of the day, like a couple plays or one drive can have the whole, you know, the can change the whole trajectory of the game. For example, when we're playing Kent or not Kent State, when we're playing uh, UTEP in the first game, right? There was a point in time where the score was, what was it, 21 10, right? And right. it was crucial that our defense got a, got a stop, right? Because if they didn't get a stop, it would have went to 21-17. Then everybody would have been frustrated. Everybody's faces would have been all messed up in the stadium. Everybody would have been like, what are we doing? Da, 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 da. Right. Defense goes out there, gets a stop. Then we go down there and score. Now it's 28-10. Now we have momentum. You know what I'm saying? And now we just carry that. We ride that momentum one through the rest of the game. People don't realize that that one, that single, th- those two drives, I call them one drive because it's offense, defense, you know what I'm saying, kind of complimentary. But that one drive really, like, changed the whole tone of the game. And it's the same for a lot of the Nebraska games if you actually go and watch them through film, like the Northwestern game, their first game. So um, it's good that we have composure and we talk about things like this. You know, BV prepares us really well for things like this. So Yeah. No, I always tell people anytime – especially on offense, when you have the chance to go up three scores, it is demoralizing. Like, it it could be two touchdowns and a field goal. You're up 17. Three touchdowns, you're up 21. Uh, Whatever the case may be, 
when you have that opportunity to not only be up but capitalize, oh my goodness. Because anybody anybody in football knows it is very easy to get back-to-back touchdowns. It happens all the time. You know, yeah. you go you go down and score and then uh get a turnover, defense scores and you know, you can you can kill all that in 2 minutes. It happens all the time. But it is very hard to get three scores back-to-back. So when you talk about momentum, for example, last year we had what a couple of interceptions. I honestly I don't remember. Alex, I don't. Do you remember? But it it was very few games. Oh, I mean, it was very few plays that actually determined the true outcome of the game. You know, we're talking turnovers. We're talking. Did y'all have any turnovers yesterday? We had one late in the game, little uh, fumble snap between uh, Davis and uh, Gavin Freeman. Uh, mm-hmm. But that was it. We yep. we got two turnovers, I think. We had an interception and a forced fumble. Actually, two yep. forced fumbles, but we only recovered one. Yep, turnovers. Win third down. You got to win third down. And you guys went and scored 35 unanswered points after the first drive. So you win the third down. And um, I'm missing one. That's always like a big three. Turnovers, win the third down. Penalties. And, uh, penalties. There we go. Penalties. Did y'all have very many penalties yesterday? Not really. You know, there we had go. a we had a targeting. Um, you know, you know how those go. Hard mm-hmm. play to hard play to hard play to uh, maneuver. I guess it's like you know with targeting, it's very iffy because the guy is in the motion of playing like you don't think like oh let me take my head out of this while i hit this guy yeah. you know like i don't know it's just it's hard to maneuver those targeting penalties but yeah i think we were six for 65 i don't know yeah i think that's what Alice said yeah so i think we won the turnover i think they have more i mean not turnover i think they have more penalties than us so um mm-hmm. See, without yeah, even watching was, the game, those three, I'm telling you, you look at those three within any game. Like I, you don't even have to tell me what you can. I, I promise you, I can tell you how the game went. Like, typically, the more penalties you have, the slower the game is, the, the more boring the game is. That's typically when people say, uh, oh, it, it was a it, it was a bad game because it's slow. If somebody says, oh, it was a good game, I promise you, there was less penalties. It was a faster game. People love stuff like that. So uh, those those big three definitely win you some games. But let's let's talk about a couple of things. One, the running backs. I've, I'm seeing the carries being spread out. I'm seeing the yards being spread out. I'm seeing some active running backs, bro. Mm-hmm. I saw one highlight. Um, matter of fact, it was the split zone play. But the one that I had asked you about uh, that they scored on, the one EG scored on. Yeah, the one that he little made the dude miss. Yeah, boy, if I had to give EG a Madden rating on agility, ninety nine, easily number one in college football. Boy, what? Easily, easily. I would not want to tackle him in space. What did Jim Nagy talk? What did Jim Nagy say about him? Ultra bouncy uh, running back. (laughs) Yeah, that man. Well, I'm seeing, I'm seeing. If I personally, if I'm seeing EG in space, I'm taking like. The most I'm looking at probabilities and trying to take the best angle. Like I'm not doing anything head up. <laughs> I'm gonna run from the side. <laughs> Cause yeah, Ooh. yeah, that boy, man, he can make you miss in the phone booth, man. Ooh, speaking yeah, of Jim Nagy, you... our boy Braden Willis got the shout out. Yes, Sirski. 
Yes, sir. Love that. Yeah. So what, did, what did he say? Um, ladies and gentlemen, were... Jim. Here, I, we got we got to tell him who Jim is first because oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. I know Jim Nagy. He is the senior director. He runs the Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> Senior Bowl does not run the Super Bowl. Jim runs the Senior Bowl. So um, he chose me as one of the fullbacks this past year. I uh, got a chance to talk to him at the Senior Bowl down in Mobile. Super cool guy. Super cool guy. I love him. My dad met him. Great guy. And so he runs the the Senior Bowl account, and he shouted out Braden for here. I, I'll let you tell the people what he said. Uh, in so many words, he said that, you know, when we put on the tape of me in the spring and summer, they thought it was just going to be another receiving tight end. Watching another receiving tight end, they were pleasantly surprised about my blocking and my physicality and mm-hmm. all that other stuff. So that was nice to hear, you know, especially from the off season of seeing a bunch of stuff saying that I can't block and my frame is slight and I'm not strong and whatever else mm-hmm. they said. It's kind of mm-hmm. pulling stuff out of thin air because mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know where they got that from. I don't know where they got that from either. I don't know but, where they got that from. You know, I'm glad Ooh. that, uh, you know, Jim is kind of setting them straight a little bit or yeah. whatever. So, you know. Yeah, tell him. Tell him, my boy, once you get them paws on you, it's, it's over. over for. I mean, speaking of the same play about EG's cut, you know what I'm saying? And not even my effort in general, man. I think our offensive line is playing the best yeah. that they have been this season, like to the season to this point. Getting Wanye back was big. TG did a great job, but getting Wanye back was big. And I think they're going to continue to play TG a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It's great to yeah. have depth. But, man, that on that single play right there, it showed you how the whole day was going for our offensive line after we got going because that whole right-sided offensive line sealed. Uh, Rame and McKay got up to the backer. You know, uh, Ton sealed off his guy. I came through and I knocked my guy out of there. There was like five yards of room, yeah. like a five yard I was hole. Just about to say that. Someone yep. could walk through there, like literally yeah. strolled in there, you know. And yeah. then obviously, Eg finishes it. He didn't have to do. That. We were talking about that on the bus. We're like, Eg, the man has a family. You didn't have to do it like <laughs> that. You could have easily just ran past them, but you you knew what you were doing. You did that on Murder. purpose. <laughs> Murdered. He had a, his family was in the in the in the stands. Like you didn't have to do that. Yeah, no, you know his parents and family was in the stands. Like ooh, ooh, like you know they said it just like that too. Like ooh, like they ain't supposed to say it, but they over there like ooh. <laughs> no, I I do I do have to follow up on you about the O line because I noticed that I noticed when you did take on the linebacker, your legs were like. Um, were 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 chopping, you know, they were moving, and yet EG still had space to the right. Rame did a good job comboing with the guard up to the to up to the linebacker, so there was plenty of space. You guys, are, you're right. You guys are all doing um, a great job giving him space to get up to the second level. So way to go, Captain. Okay. Way to way to give you the boys some props because I appreciate it. It appreciate was a beautiful it. play. Yeah. Let's let's look at the defense real quick. We've been talking about the offense for the past mm-hmm. few weeks, so let's get back on these guys. Uh, the linebackers, man, it seems like they got a solid group in there. Like the whole the whole room, honestly. I mean, our defense, man. I'm impressed. I mean, yeah. I, I've been playing against them for the last, you know, 
eight, nine months. But, uh, it, you know, and it's one thing when you're playing against them for so long, you know how good they are. You know, you're going against mm-hmm. them every day. But when you get to end, we have a pretty explosive offense, if I do say so myself. So, you know, we have a good back and forth battle against the defense every day at practice. And, you know, for the last couple of months, nobody dominates it. It's just back and forth, you know. But when we get out there and we get to see defense kind of do their thing, man, out there against mm-hmm. someone else, oh, bro, we literally had guys talking about, like, Nebraska, they were saying, man, like, y'all's front seven is ridiculous. Our front seven, man, can go. You know, our D-line yeah. gets pushed back. They shut down the running lanes. Our linebackers fly around, man. Everybody is disciplined on their assignments. Our, our secondary, they're disciplined. They're, if you know, if they're giving up any catches, it's little short, quick routes, you know, slants, stops, you know, 10 yard, you know, come back, like stops, you know, or hitches, I mean, stops, you know, hitches and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, you know, and they're right as soon as they're catching the ball, they're right there right. on them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and that, that, that Nebraska offense was uh, averaging like 500 yards coming into the game again. And that, that uh, running back that they had, he was third in FBS in rushing yards before that game. And we held yeah. them to like, I think less than four and a half yards, a, four and a half, less than four yards a possession. Not a carry, but overall in total yeah. play or you know, yeah, total that yards. That makes sense. You have to assume, or I would have to assume, that this defense is linebacker friendly considering that's Venable's th- spot right there. Like, you know, that's, yeah. that's his bread and butter. So, um, spe- specifically, uh, guys like Deshaun, Deshaun, he's out there making plays. I, like I said, I said, I said it from the beginning, that little cheetah spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a couple plays being ran and uh, I, I will continue to say, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And Deshaun's a smart guy is what makes me love it even more because it's, right. it's one thing to be a great athlete. It's one thing to, you know, go out there and just be the fastest on the field. But this is another to actually know football. Right. And I think Venables made a, a tremendously smart decision in putting another smart guy in that position. I agree. I would have to agree there. I think, like you said, like he was all over the field. And then even when he got, you know, he's out for targeting, um, Jaron Kanick, the freshman man, came in there and he balled. I think he had the most tackles on the team uh, yesterday. Uh, he balled, man. He, his his future is bright, man. But that that spot, you know, put a smart, athletic guy there, man. Is raps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's raps. Let's let's talk about let's uh let's talk about him song. What what's he been looking like in practice? Nah, he he seemed ready. You know, we Jared? I always say there there yeah there is no luck without hard work behind the opportunity. So uh, man, he, looked, he was he looked yeah. ready. He was one of those guys that came in, you know, you know, those freak athletes got freak athlete guys that come in. He ran a four four when we timed forties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he put two seventy five up like eleven or twelve times. Uh, the man, the man is a great athlete, and you know he's a heady guy as well. So he's been playing well. He's just you know, and he's been playing well in practice. He's just behind some really good players. D White's a really good player, man, and he's been and D White's been playing his best ball, you know, mm-hmm. like in fall camp and in the beginning of the season. And so you know, he's just kind of waiting his time, kind of learning, and he got out there and he was ready. And you know, I think. BV is hard on all of them, but especially, like you said, the linebackers. He's super hard on the linebackers and the the, the, the D linemen, you know, because that's kind of his bread yeah. and butter. But 
I think it kind of shows the payoff, you know, because those guys are always ready. Yeah. So um, I will say I saw I saw a video on Twitter where he had the defense. Venables had the defense called up, but he has Danny and David sitting there in the middle and he's yelling at them more than anything, you know, mm-hmm. which I, I think is great because everybody knows that one, they're being held accountable, but they also know that these two are the ones that's going to hold you accountable when I'm not out there. Right. You know? And that builds one great expectations for Danny and David to live up to. And I think that forces them to play harder, not only for themselves, but for Venables because they want to obviously, you know, win for him and for the team, but they also want to, you know, win for their guy. So, I love what Venables is doing with the linebackers. I love how he's playing the guys to their to their strengths. You know, he, yeah. he's putting guys where um, they can they can truly use what they're good at. And even without me watching the whole game, watching a few highlights, that's that's what I see. You know, yeah, and yeah, it's a pleasant. It's it's really man. Like I said, this defense is phenomenal, man. I, I will continue to sing their praises, and I. And this is why. Because every day of practice, you take advantage of, of the guys that you're going against, right, mm-hmm. how good they are, right? So every mm-hmm. day of practice, you know, we're running the same plays that we do in the game and all that other stuff. And I told, and this is the best uh, description that I, I, I can give. On the sideline, I came over, and me and DP were talking, and, you know, uh, David and Danny came up and we we're talking to them. This is after we were out the game. And mm-hmm. we're like, uh, they said something about their tight ends. And we're like, dog, their linebackers are so easy to move, you know, you know, whatever, just come conversing, whatever. And then it was like, like in practice, I'm used to having to like really buckle my, my chin strap up <laughs> and like really get ready to go to war. Cause like we're, we're on the inside and I'm inserting, you know, to the linebacker. Yeah, they're they're coming. coming downhill yeah. and it's a collision. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, when I get in the game, it's not that. I'm just running right. through people. You know what I'm saying? I'm just making contact and I'm just moving people out the hole. You know what I'm saying? No stalemates. So, um, and vice versa for them. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming down, like when you were going against DP and I in practice and you're getting a big collision. Well, when they get in the game and they go against someone else, like that's, you know, not in the same manner as that they're mm-hmm. driving through tight ends. Like I saw them make the tight, their tight ends look like, like virtually like they weren't there. So, you know, I think it's a underrated aspect to have a, you know, iron sharpens iron. That's all I'll say. I'll never forget. And this will be the last thing I say on this. When coach Riley, I think four years ago, it was like my freshman, sophomore year. He used to say when he was at ECU and I, uh, I, one, I, I don't know if he was he was trying to motivate us or anything this specific day, but he said when he was at ECU, he used to hear about the legendary of Oklahoma practices, specifically in fall camp. And I'll say, like, you are exactly right. Like, I, I, I fall camp at OU, and I've asked around fall camp specifically at OU, and Tuesday practices are hard. Hard. Now, the, the farther you get into the season, you know, the less work physically it is on your body. But I've asked around and guys that I know, yeah. nobody, nobody's fall camp compares to our fall camp and nobody's Tuesdays compared to our Tuesdays. You know, it's, yeah. it's just part of what it is to be in Norman. So 
I'm glad to see Venables is, is bringing some juice to you guys' practices. No doubt. Moving on to the end of the game, I just got one thing to say. What what was Josie doing <laughs> dancing after the game in the locker room? What, what was that? That was hey man, we got we got Josie uh in there and hey we hey, you know what? We were just happy that, you know what I'm saying, got the dub. We got him in there. We yeah. we brought him into the circle, man. Show us what you got. You know what I'm saying? We're bringing everybody mm-hmm. in the circle. So it's just a, you know, it's just having a good time, man. But you gotta get my man yeah. Josie in there. Shout out Josie, that's my guy. <laughs> That's that's funny. Uh, it it was cool to see that because his son Josie Junior was was making fun of him on Twitter, and uh, I thought that was cute. But all right, ladies and gentlemen, that is all we have for this week's episode on the podcast on the Prairie. Keep 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 DMing us your problems so that way we can talk about them on the Prairie. All you got to do is DM the podcast on the Prairie Twitter page or Instagram page. Also feel free to hit us up in the email. If you have anything you want to shoot us specifically, that's formal, whether it be advertisement opportunity, so on and so forth. Our email is pod on the Prairie at gmail.com. That is all we got. Ladies and gentlemen, Brady. This is all right. Y'all.